The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adults ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you doing? Uh, today's podcast, we'll be covering 15 tips for a successful 2020. This is something uh, I try to do every year where we kind of launch the year off with a little bit of a pep talk, give you some pieces to hold on to as you're starting to plan your year out. And um, this is a really good podcast to take some notes. Um, we'll be doing a, a couple journaling exercises, and especially at the very end, uh, we'll ask. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And this could be a really good time to either on your phone or take out a pen and piece of paper and have it ready. I uh, just want to really encourage you to do that. I think it could be really valuable to you to have some of these points um, from yourself, coming out of yourself from the questions I ask you that could be really valuable going into 2020 to help you start your year off right, as well as take some notes on some of the things um, I cover today. So we're going to cover the top 15 tips for a successful 2020 for hunter types. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term hunter type, if you're new to the podcast, I want to encourage you to go to, uh, I just recently created a mini course that covers uh, kind of get you up to speed on, on some of the terminology I use. So you can get that by going to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. Um, okay, one quick announcement. Uh, we have our next, this will be our sixth, um, a live online workshop that I'll be starting on January 25th. Uh, that will be on, four, it'll be a four week workshop um, on Saturdays. Uh, and we're going to be covering the four key areas for hunter types. You've probably heard me say this before, but if you're new, um, this is a really great opportunity to connect with fellow hunter types and get the support you need in terms of starting the year off right, as well as getting some really good systems in place. So we'll be covering um, life visioning and goal setting. That'll be the first session. Second session will be time management. Third session will be developing a wellness plan specifically focused on ADHD challenges and how to overcome them, uh, and then creating good support systems will be the fourth session. And in between, there'll be a Facebook group, and there'll be um, 
exercises and things that you'll be working on. This is a workshop. It's not just information. I'm giving you space to do the work. So it's going to be uh, hands-on, but it'll be online. So you'll be able to, we use Zoom conferencing. So you'll be able to connect in with us wherever you are in the globe. You just have to match the time. We'll also have all the recordings available after. So um, it's just awesome opportunity to connect with fellow hunter types. Uh, get life coaching type support. So I'll be on every session. It'll be live. And I always create space at the very end for you to ask me questions and go through things. Uh, and it's just an awesome opportunity to get support for getting your year started right, to really just get get those pieces in place that maybe just on our own, it's challenging to do this work. A lot of things that I talk about on this podcast, these are the challenges of changing your time management system, changing your, how do you view Goal setting, is that overwhelming to you as it is for many hunter types? How do you repattern these these, uh, past tendencies so that you can get into a good space in terms of planning your day, planning your week, knowing when to schedule, what to schedule, where? Um, We've done this, like I said, this is the sixth one. So um, we've had some amazing success and a lot of people have come through and have really had really good experiences. And I work with a lot of you guys. You guys have been through many of my groups. So um, there's a there's a community already there. So I hope you can join us. If you're interested, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. That's drummerinthegreatmountain forward slash workshop. And again, that starts on January 25th and that'll be on Saturdays. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, This is my top 15 tips for starting your year off right as a hunter type. Let's start with number one, which is what I call the basics. And on this podcast, we place a strong emphasis on diet and nutrition tweaks to optimize your hunter type brain. So here are the basics. Number one, reduce and eliminate the artificials. That's preservatives, colorings, uh, flavorings. Read the labels. Make notes of what you're taking into your body and see if you can aim for a diet of whole foods. Look at the labels, see if you can ingest those foods that are going to be most optimal for your hunter type brain. Numerous studies have shown that artificial flavorings and coloring specifically can exacerbate ADHD symptoms. Give yourself a challenge to do this for one week and note the results. See if you feel better, see if you feel more clear and start to be be aware of what foods that you take into your body may have either a positive or negative effect on how you, especially your focus and your overall well-being. So that's, that's the basics number one. The basics number two is having a healthy, balanced, high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet. So that's uh, making sure you're getting um, good sources of protein. I say 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal is what you want to aim for. And you have an aim for consistency. Have a breakfast, have a lunch, have a dinner, especially breakfast. It's a really important meal for us hunter types that we often tend to neglect. But we want to feed our brain so that our brain can function optimally throughout the day. So make sure along with that, you're getting lots of fresh greens and veggies. Uh, You can easily do this diet as a vegetarian. I often recommend that. 
but also uh, wild caught salmon once a week. It's a really good source of not only protein, but also of omega-3 fatty acids, which is one of the key supplements that most of you know about. If you don't know, that's definitely something you want to uh, invest in as one of your key supplements in the morning. It's good for your heart. It's good for your mental focus. Uh, it's basically the stuff that your brain is made of. Our brain is made of fat. And so omega-3 fatty acids help your brain get what it needs so it can produce all of the yummy neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin that help you both focus as well as have motivation and give you a sense of overall well-being. And point three of the basics is regular cardio exercise. Half hour to 45 minutes per session a few times a week, or 10 to 15 minutes a day, which is what I recommend for most hunter types. If you get into the habit of doing it every single day and have short sessions, uh, it's often easier to maintain that as hunter types. It's a little harder if you're if it's intermittent. So 10 to 15 minutes a day, get outside, go for a jog, join a gym, do what you need to do to test it out. Try it for a week. Try all of these for one week is my challenge for you going into 2020 and see if there's a difference. See if it makes a difference after a week. And what I find is after a couple weeks, you start to get into the groove of it and then you start to see some major changes. Um, this has been my experience watching people as a coach for a long time is that these tend to work, but you got to stay with it. So I encourage you to test this out for a week. See how you note your anxiety level after doing this for one week. Note your focus, your ability to handle mundane tasks. These are the things to look at. Look at your overwhelm level. How are you? Are you less overwhelmed? Are you feeling more productive? How is your mood? Is your mood better after doing this? Test these out. See if they work. So that's number one, the basics. Tip number two, schedule with the mindfulness of your tendencies. For most of us, there's certain times of the day that we're most able to do mundane tasks. Make note of that. For most of us, it's like mid-morning through early afternoon. So schedule those kinds of tasks. So that's like paperwork, non-stimulating tasks, or it's like cleaning things. It's like cleaning your room. Whatever it is on your plate that you're procrastinating, that's probably one of those tasks. Look at when you can schedule those that you're most able to do them. And avoid scheduling them at times when you know that you're least able to do them, especially like doing like taxes or paperwork or things that are really overwhelming to you at night is usually not a good strategy. So if you focus on scheduling with a mindfulness of your tendencies, you'll note that over time you'll get more done and your self-esteem will go up because you'll start to see, oh, okay, I can actually do focus on this at this particular time, but at this time, not so much. And so you have less to beat yourself up about, which hunter types have a tendency to do. So along with that is don't overschedule. Avoid saying I'm going to have like 12 things that are like the most overwhelming things that I that I can do that uh, I'm going to put those all in one day. Don't do that. Pick one or two big things that you know are, are challenging for you and see if you can get those done that day. And then if you can't, then push it out one more day. Assume that you it might be harder than you expect. Assume that it may take longer than you anticipated. So be okay with the fact that it may you may carry that over for a couple days. But get that one done first before you move on to the next big overwhelming task. Tip number three, break down big tasks into smaller tasks. For most of us, 
Even though we know this intellectually, we do not do this on a regular basis, and that leads to overwhelm and procrastination. So typically what happens is if you have, if you write a task down or you know just like, oh, I need to do that, if you haven't broken it down into smaller action items, then it's really easy for it to just feel overwhelming and you need to push it out. So the example that I gave in our latest group was if you have on your schedule, clean the house, that task will most likely get pushed out and pushed out because it's overwhelming. What does that mean? Clean the house. Like when would you be done with that? When is that completed? So you then take that task, if we're breaking it down and saying, okay, let's go room to room and split that out into action items. So in the bedroom, I got to make the bed. I've got to put the the laundry on the floor into the laundry. Uh, I need to, uh, and then go to the next room and go to the next room. Break those down so that you know what you can schedule. And you may say, I'm only going to do this task, this task, and this task this morning. And then tomorrow I'll do this task, this task, and this task. And so like making the bed is a lot less overwhelming than cleaning the house. That's something that's doable. You can feel like, oh, I can accomplish that. I know that's a really simple example, but you can do this with just about anything. So make note of the things that you're procrastinating chances are you haven't broken those down into smaller subtasks and then focused on those and blocked those out in a particular time. Tip number four is overcome the all or nothing tendency. This is a classic hunter type tendency of like, okay, I'm going to go all in. Oh, I didn't do it perfectly. Therefore, what's the point and stop? That is the tendency Uh, We need to be clear about that tendency so we can overcome it. So when you find yourself um, setting like any of the tasks, any things that we just talked about, like the basics of like, I'm going to do cardio for a week. Okay. Maybe you did three in a row and then you didn't do the fourth day. So you went, oh, forget it. I blew it. And either I need to start over or like there's somehow, somehow there's some perfect way of doing this that you didn't do. And therefore you stop. So be aware that that is a tendency see the the logical um, see how poor logic that is and see if you can change that around so that you're you're adjusting to um, to this tendency you're saying okay well I know that I have this tendency of all or nothing the the point of all this is to stay consistent over the long term therefore the most important thing I can do the point of mastery is getting back up and keeping going especially when I haven't done it to the highest level that I could have you have to accept the fact that some days you're going to do well some days you're not going to do so well and accept it and move forward knowing that this tendency is there and you can overcome it. You can overcome the all or nothing tendency, but you have to become aware of it first. Otherwise it can really bite you. And a lot of hunter types, we struggle with this one. So become aware that you have an all or nothing tendency, be okay with things not being perfect and accept the fact that you will fall off. If you set up, set yourself up to do uh, the basics for one week. So the cardio exercise, the nutrition, and you don't do it perfectly three days in and you find yourself going to get Carl's Jr. or get uh, have ice cream or whatever it is that you would say pulled you off from your diet, then you the, the, the mastery point there is to get back up again. Like know that there's an all or nothing tendency and the challenge in the situation is to get back up. The challenge is not... Um, doing it perfectly. Doing it perfectly for us hunter types, it does make us 
really good at mastering skills. There's a plus side to that tendency, but the downside can be really challenging. So overcoming the all or nothing tendencies, that's tip number four. Tip number five is developing a kinder inner dialogue, self-acceptance, learning to calm the harsh inner critic that most hunter types have. Many of us have adopted it through schooling or our parents, somewhere, someone somewhere down the line, maybe it's a spouse, have told you that you're lazy or you should do something better or you're not, you, lazy is the typical one or you don't really care, you're self-absorbed, whatever it is that's the tendency, whatever that harsh inner dialogue is, it's coming from having these challenges with mundane tasks and motivation, it goes into the deeper wiring of dopamine receptors in your brain. So you have to accept yourself for who you are and you have to be your own uh, cheerleader. Oftentimes, especially if you're in a family that may not fully understand you, that's know that that's really common. If you've been in any of our groups, you'll know that's something that we all talk about a lot. Um, and affirmations are really helpful. So affirmations are thoughts you choose to think because you like the effect that they have. So an affirmation of I am now fully accepting of myself could be one affirmation. And another affirmation could be I am now getting better and better at being consistent. Um, that's another effort. So take whatever the challenge is, flip it over and make an affirmation of what you want. Um, I am now better and better at handling mundane tasks, just stating that over and over again. And with affirmations, sometimes they feel fake. You're like, oh, well, I don't know. That's not really true. I don't really feel that. You can get really jaded about it. But if, if there's a, a kernel of truth in the affirmation, you'll believe it. You'll just have to keep saying it over and over. The I the the um, audiobook that I like a lot that I mention a lot is Prosperity Consciousness by Frederick Lehrman. You can get it on Audible. Um, he talks about uh, when he was first testing out affirmations. Uh, the one that he used was. Um, I'm now highly pleasing to myself in the presence of other people. Someone told him that if he if he practiced that affirmation, it would double their income in two months. And he found that that didn't happen specifically, but what he did find is as he wrote that down and started saying that to himself, he found himself going into situ situations like social situations that felt really uncomfortable. And magically, he would start to feel better and he'd, he'd meet people that he thought, well, that's that was kind of random that I met that person. And he, he noted that that little affirmation as it kept go, as he kept working with it, and kept working with it, really opened up some doors for him. So the affirm his affirmation was, "I'm now highly pleasing to myself in the presence of other people." So, whatever the challenge is, see if you can find an affirmation. Say it to yourself over and over again. Often, people will write them down on a piece of paper like ten times a day. Whatever you need to do to build the positive feedback loop in your brain towards the things that you've like the thoughts and the tendencies that have been negative for you, just see if you can flip them around. Continually saying the positive will ultimately start to shift some of those negative thought forms. So that is um, tip number, what are we up to? Tip number five, develop a kinder inner dialogue. And coupled with this is tip number six, celebrating all wins. So get your subconscious on your side. It is so important for us hunter types to celebrate wins. This is how we develop a kinder inner dialogue. If you say, I'm going to accomplish this task, especially if it's a really challenging 
ADHD challenging task in terms of like paperwork or whatever the overwhelming thing is for you, if you accomplish it, celebrate it. Don't just go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Stop yourself and say, I accomplished that. I feel good about that. I can celebrate that. It feels fake. Some of us feel like, oh, why would you do that? That just sounds like you know, I should be the, the typical uh, thought for hundred times is I should be able to do that. Why should I celebrate that? The reason is you got to get your subconscious on your side. If your subconscious, if think of it as a little kid, as you've heard me talk about, if you if uh, you gave a task for a little kid and they went and did it and came back, you wouldn't say, "Oh, you did that," but you didn't do this, 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 and this. That little kid, after a while, is going to just be crushed by that. And our li- inner little kid is constantly being crushed by our our uh, conscious mind saying you're never celebrating the things that we celebrate that, that should be celebrated. So note the task, make sure you're clear about what you're, you're wanting to accomplish, accomplish it and then celebrate. It doesn't have to be like a giant celebration. It's just note it for yourself. I accomplished that. And as I've said before on the podcast, when I started doing this, I became far more effective, exponentially more effective. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I did not take this to heart. So uh, tip number six is celebrating all wins. And just as a side note, when this, the last two groups that we just did, um, I watched this one. A lot of people say that was really helpful to them. And I noticed the shifts in their life because they were able to develop a kinder inner dialogue, have more self-acceptance, and they made positive shifts in terms of making requests of other people because they didn't feel so uh, icky about not being able to understand certain things or, or, or be able to do certain tasks. They were able to stop and say, here's what I need right now in the situation. Someone may be overwhelming them with uh, too many Uh, pieces of information and they said, stop, wait a minute, I need to take a breath here and make notes of, of what you're saying so I can really take it in. So in a business situation or whatever, and that type of request comes from a, a, a deep sense of self-acceptance. So when you have self, self-acceptance and you really nurture that, you become more effective in the world and you feel more, you have a, more of an energy towards taking the things that you most care about into the world because you feel a sense of self-value. And often a lot of us just don't have that because we've been criticized most of our life, but we don't want to then add our own inner criticism on top of that. So number six, celebrate all wins. Tip number seven, practice mind mapping. Mind mapping is such a hunter type friendly tool. I use it all the time, all the time. I'm looking at a mind map right now as I'm doing this podcast. I've found this tool to be really, really effective uh, both for myself, but many, uh, as I've taught many workshops, this tends to be one of those key tools that is a real game changer for hunter types. So go to YouTube, look up uh, mind mapping, go through some of the tutorials, pick up some software. What it does is it helps you think in terms of containers. So it, for one thing, it, it helps you um, overcome flooding where everything all floods together in our brain and leads to, uh, to overwhelm. Um, it also helps us see the big picture of our life and be able to then prioritize. That's another key piece of the puzzle. Um, very hunter type friendly. Uh, you can do it either hand-drawn or you can use software. If you're tech-savvy, software tends to be a little more effective in the long run, but hand-drawing it and learning how to do that in the beginning could be a really good first step. So tip number seven, practice mind mapping. 
And to go along with tip number seven is tip number eight, which is practice the five-step daily planning using mind maps. You can find this in my free ebook, ADHD Time Management. You can get that on Kindle. You can get that on iBooks. It's totally free. It is a rewrite and extension of the time management chapter of Drummer and the Great Mountain. So if you do those five steps in the morning before you get your day rolling, before all the chaos starts to unfurl, what I've seen is it's been extremely helpful to have a system for planning your day. And this uh, over, this is something that has evolved over time. I've watched uh, my clients and I've adjusted it. And it, based on the last couple groups we've done, it has been really helpful. So I really want to encourage you to check that out. So the five steps are uh, brain dump, which is getting it all out of your head and onto a mind map. Step two is prioritization. What is most important to do that particular day? Three is reviewing your calendar. Four is writing out your action items for that day only, and then scheduling those items and reminders for yourself. So check that out. Go to uh, go to Kindle, type in ADHD time, uh, go to Amazon, type in ADHD time management. You'll find it. Um, go to that section of the ebook. I think this could be really helpful to you. Um, this has been like really optimized for hunter types. So check that out. Five-step daily planning using mind maps. Tip number nine is set goals and define your actions throughout the day. So here's this is the key piece for us hunter types. We tend to overload ourselves with having too many things we have to accomplish that day because usually we're, we feel like we've fallen behind and so now we're just loaded up our day and the overwhelm and the stress just becomes too much. And so when we are able to, throughout the day, check in with ourselves and say, okay, what do I need to do for this slot of time? And spell, that, spell it out very clearly in terms, here's the actions I, I need to accomplish in the next hour. And to be able to then go through that and check those off the list versus just having a giant list that you're going off of. That is not what I'm recommending. And I also recommend rewriting your action items throughout the day, which feels like, well, why would you do that? Why won't you just write your action items down? For us hunter types, it boots us back into beta mode, which is our beta brain state is like our get stuff done state. And most hunter types tend to float into theta and alpha. These are kind of the more dreamy states. And so when we're in those states, we're less able to accomplish those small mundane tasks. So when we rewrite our action items for that day, for that particular hour, we're getting our brain back into that state of like, okay, focus, here's what I need to do in this particular hour. Even if it's just for like three minutes, that can that three minutes of rewriting those or just mapping out the next hour can be the difference between you accomplishing something in that hour or you just kind of floating off or just staying in the overwhelmed state. So from tip number eight, we talked about the five-step mind mapping process in the beginning of the day. Then what, what I encourage you to do is slot out times in the day for particular things. Say, I'm gonna do, what am I going to do for this two hours and this two hours, depending on what your job is and what you need to accomplish. Think in terms of sprints. Uh, the Pomodoro technique is really, really helpful. Just go to YouTube and look that up. That's where you're breaking down tasks into slots of 25 minutes and then a five-minute break. Uh, whatever you do, split your day up into smaller sprints so that, and and when you're starting those sprints, define for yourself clearly what you want to accomplish in that particular time period. Knowing that you will probably overestimate 
you underestimate how long it will take for you to do those tasks. So you have to also be aware that your time perception may be a little off and be okay with the fact that you may not have accomplished specifically the thing you wanted to accomplish all the way through and you may need to extend it out and that's okay. So tip number nine is set goals and define your actions throughout the day, not just in the morning. Tip number 10 is ask for support. So be okay with asking for support. It goes back to having enough self-esteem and sense of self-value to know that you are a gift to the world and by you getting support, you're going to be more able to take your gifts into the world and have more calm, more peace, more effectiveness, more self-esteem. So be clear about your communications with other people. If you need support with a particular task, if you're feeling like, uh, for me, the thing that I, I usually do um, when I'm feeling like, oh gosh, I just, I need to talk this through with somebody. Uh, I often will call in Questa or I'll, um, in the past, I've just called a friend on the phone say, can you hang out for like five minutes? I need to just talk this through. Talking it through, writing, just having another person be present while you're working it out can be extremely helpful. So in those situations, be clear about what you're wanting from that person. Be specific. If it's your spouse or if it's a coworker, state what you're needing from them. And oftentimes it's just, can you just listen for two minutes while I just talk this through? Whatever that is. Now on a bigger level, asking for support may mean uh, finding a counselor Finding a life coach can be extremely helpful for hunter types and getting having that consistent support in terms of setting goals and keeping with your goals. So whatever it is, and especially going into 2020, ask for support. Be okay with the fact that you you can't do everything. You're you're only you're you're merely human as we all are, and we are meant to be interdependent with each other. I like that term interdependent, meaning that we're not codependent, we are interdependent. We all do need each other to function and we often take on too much on ourselves and say that we we should be able to do this, we should be able to do that. But when you soften that a little bit, you'll find you are more effective and you build stronger bonds with the people around you. So number 10, ask for support. Tip number 11 is finding your tribe. We did a whole podcast on this last year. Make sure that you're not just spending time with farmer types or it's going to really erode your sense of self-esteem because we often compare ourselves to people that are very stable day-to-day people and they think, oh, why can't I just be like that? Well, you're not. You're a different, you're a different species. <laughs> you need to understand, you have people around you that can understand you, that can empathize with your struggles, uh, see if you can join a group. Maybe there's an ADHD support group near you. Come to one of our events. Um, do what you can to make sure that you're you're around people that understand your challenges and then can support you and encourage you. Uh, along with identifying role models that are hunter types, there are so many human beings that are hunter types. It's a very large percentage of the population. So um, I would say a large percentage of the population, but in terms of the amount of people on the planet that are hunter types, there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people that are wired this way. So you're not alone. And there's a lot of us, and there's a lot of us throughout history, especially creatively. If you're a creative person, then there are countless role models, whether it's entrepreneurs, uh, artists. I mean, there's people like just just go to, into some people's backstories and note all of the ADHD challenge that these people have had. The classic one that Tom Hartman mentions is Thomas Edison, but there's just countless, countless hunter types throughout history. 
that have done amazing things. So make sure that you're exposing yourself to all those people that have utilized their strengths as hunter types. So tip number 11 is find your tribe. Tip number 12 is write it down. Get in the habit of writing down things, uh, whether they're action items, ideas, use the act of writing things down to help you get clear, as well as journaling. Journaling is such a key tool for us hunter types in getting clear and just getting, vomiting out all the challenges that are happening in the moment so you can look at it so it's out of your head and onto a piece of paper so you can look at it and go, oh, okay. It's much more containable when it's sitting in front of you on a sheet of paper than it is spinning around in your head. So get yourself a spiral-bound sketchbook, which is what I enjoy having around with me. I use that. It just got blank pages in it. I like spiral bound because you can open it up and it sits flat. I like five and a half by 11, five and a half by eight and a half is a nice size that you can carry with you. Uh, or get a planner and inside the planner, make sure you have lots of blank pages in the back that you can work with. So tip number 12 is write it down. Tip 13 is affirm what you want, not what you don't want. So if you are in the habit of speaking negatively about yourself or about your situation, stop doing that. You're building that habit into your subconscious. You're telling yourself over and over again how bad things are, and then you create that it just continues to grow and grow and grow in your experience. It's okay to ask for empathy. But it's not okay to continually dwell on all of your challenges. So the quote that I like that you've heard me say before, it's from the poet Hafez. And he says, what we speak becomes the house we live in. What we speak becomes the house we live in. So that doesn't mean you become inauthentic. It doesn't mean that you, you're you just smiling and faking through life because you're, you're miserable, but you don't want to say it. So that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you want empathy, if you need listening, then consciously create that situation with another person. But what we tend to do is we be, tend to be lazy with our speech. And, and often we, the people around us sometimes have that same tendency, especially if a, a family member that you grew up with, a mother or father, had these particular tendencies of complaining a lot, then um, it's easy to get into that rut. But I want to encourage you to intend and affirm what you want want speak especially speak well of yourself in the presence of other people and if you're really struggling then get support create a conscious situation to get support reach out to a counselor reach out to a life coach but just constantly dwelling on the negative will not support your situation it will just continually dump that negativity into your subconscious and it'll reaffirm for you that sense of low self-esteem a sense that nothing will ever change so transforming your dialogue about yourself and your situation will support you in getting to another rung where you're feeling a greater sense of self-esteem and a greater sense of fulfillment this is these are this is a class this this route has been traveled by many many people so try it out, affirm what you do want, be mindful of what, how you speak about yourself. And if you're challenged, then get support, create real support, not just um, trying to extract empathy from other people by telling them how bad things are. That doesn't work. And too many people do that. It doesn't change the situation. Tip number 14 is free yourself of addictive behaviors. And that is that is going to be different for each person. You know what that is for you. Uh, for many of us, 
this tendency as hunter types is we, we, had, we tend to get caught by stimuli and it burns a lot of time that could be spent focusing on the things that we really care about. So you know what that is for you. For many of us, it's our phones and some kind of technology that's that's pulling us in. It, for others, it may be some kind of bad habit. Maybe you want to quit smoking, which is also really wired in with that hunter type tendency of getting that hit of dopamine from whatever it is. And for, for smoking, it's nicotine. Whatever it is, see if you can do going into 2020 see if you can identify and free yourself of addictive behaviors in your life that you know could be transformed ask for support many of us when we have addictive behaviors we just don't have the willpower on our own to overcome them so whether it's tech and we just like can't get off our phones sometimes it's just like asking a, a partner to say hey i really need some support on this i want to go a week where i always I, i'm giving myself like an hour every evening and then i'm putting it down whatever you need to do to create a situation where you're extracting from those addictive behaviors the time and energy that they're burning for no reason and utilizing that time to move forward with your creative projects, with the things that you most care about, spending time with people that you really care about, getting on the phone with people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while, whatever it is, see if you can extract the energy from those addictive behaviors, minimize them or eliminate them, and use that energy for something better. So again, for those uh, counseling, life coach, groups, whatever, depending on what the addictive behavior or challenge is, Get the support you need. Know that like that you're like you're close to having more energy and more life force in your life. So the good news of having an addiction is you know you're gonna be able to get some of that energy back to do other things. You know, like that is sucking energy that could be used for other things. So it's only up from here. So make it a point. In 2020, free your, identify and free yourself of addictive behaviors. And it becomes a little more muddy when it's like technology, where we do have to use it somewhat during the day, or food, which is a tricky one. That's a whole area of, of discussion. But all of those have clearly defined support groups in the world that you can get support on. And when you're following some of these other tips for optimizing yourself as a hunter type, then it's going to help you in terms of transforming that addictive behavior into something much more positive in your life. So tip number 14 is free yourself of addictive behaviors. And finally, tip number 15 in terms of starting your year off right uh, as a hunter type is move. It's one word, move. Avoid sitting for long periods of time, especially if you're feeling stuck. We just had this conversation last night in one of our groups and ruminating, staying in that place of just feeling stuck almost never yields anything. Get up, go for a walk, come back, clearly define the challenge and define what needs to happen and then take one step. That's how you overcome it. So move, get up, move. When we're moving, just think of that hunter type analogy, going on the hunt. We enjoy and we flourish when we're in movement. Hunter types need to move. We easily can get stuck in rumination and just just staying in one place for long periods of time, it's just not good for us. If you have a job that requires you to do that, then find ways of getting up and moving throughout the day. 
as well as see if you can shift it up. If you have a job that you don't really care about and you want to change and it involves a lot of sitting, see if you can find another job. I mean, that, that goes into a whole other discussion, but a um, hundred times we need to move. We need to get up and move around. It helps us think clear. It helps us work out problems that we have. What I often encourage people to do throughout the day is carry their notebook with them, get out, go for a walk, sit down, sketch out what needs to happen in the next slot, as we talked about earlier, what's the next slot of time that we need to fill and see if we can get clear about that away from like the desk and the computer or whatever you're working on so that when you come back or if you're a parent, like if you're cleaning the house or you're parenting kids, get out for even five minutes get clear, come back, you'll be, you'll be more able to handle the situation and make more progress than had you just stayed in it. Um, hundred types, this is just, this tip alone can be transformative. Just tra- just focusing on getting up and moving is such a key ingredient to optimizing our hunter type strengths. So tip number 15 is move. Okay. So as we're wrapping up, Um, Like I said in the beginning, I want us to do a little bit of an exercise, a journaling exercise that I think can really support you in getting clear going into 2020. So get out your sheet of paper. If If you have your phone with you, maybe you can make some notes on your phone. See if you can stop for a second wherever you're at. Hopefully, if you're driving, then wait until you get home, hit pause, come back and see if you can do this. This is just a five minute exercise, but I think this could be really valuable to you in terms of mapping out what are some key things you can do going into 2020? So as I go through these questions, pause the podcast for a second, write your answer, and then unpause it and continue on. So question number one is, what are you burning to do or accomplish in 2020? What is the thing that you most would like to do or accomplish when you look back at the end of the year, so this time next year, What would you have really enjoyed doing and accomplishing in 2020? Question number two is, what goals would you like to work on in the next three months? So scale the year into the next three months. So that's January, February, March, by the end of March. What goals would you like to work on? It doesn't mean you have to accomplish them. It just means that you're, you're focusing on them. You're putting energy towards them. What goals would you like to work on in the next three months? Question number three is, what habits can you focus on that would most make a difference in your life? Reflect on everything that I just shared and just off the top of your head, what are the habits that you could focus on? Positive habits, transforming habits that could make the most difference in your life. And finally, what's one thing you can let go of in 2020 that's holding you back? So there's no right or wrong answer to any of those questions. This is an exercise to get your brain working on the things that would most make your life better in 2020. So reflect on those answers for the next couple of days. See if you can take at least one action that would move you in a positive direction for 2020. So the advice that I give, I think the last couple of years is don't wait Don't look back at your life and have regrets. Make 2020 the time that you really focus on the things that you care about. If there's something you've really wanted to accomplish, then make 2020 the year that you put 
extra effort towards that. And often it's getting the support and the systems in place so that we can accomplish the things that we most care about. But along the way, having the carrot of a project or a relationship or something that you most care about as the as the focus, the thing that makes you uh, choose to do the, make some take some of the steps that you know would make a difference in your life. Use that as the carrot to make the changes you need to make. Don't wait. Make take this time now to make the changes you need to make. Knowing that it may be a little difficult, knowing that you're going to fall off and get back on, just like me, just like everyone else I've worked with. In knowing that the tendency to just get fall off and not get back up again is what tends to happen for us hunter types. Overcome that tendency. Take the steps you need to take to shift up your mood, your bad habits, and move towards a more fulfilling life. You Hopefully those tips are helpful to you. And hopefully going into 2020, you now have the energy and inspiration you need to overcome, to get over that hump that's been challenging you for a long time in terms of making the shifts you need to make so that you can really open up into a new life for yourself and really a positive impact on those around you. So I hope that was helpful to you. Uh, as we're wrapping up, I just want to remind you our next Alive Online Workshop starts January 25th. It's a four-week workshop on Saturdays. For more information, visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. It's an awesome way for you to connect with uh, your fellow hunter types, people that have been listening to this podcast for a long time, uh, or and new people. So uh, if you'd like to join us, please reach out. Uh, if you have questions, drop me an email at info at drummerinthegreatmountain.com. And that's it. So I want to wish you all a very prosperous and wondrous 2020. I intend that things go really well for you. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you as we go through the year. So until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer in the Great Mountain, visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads, or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerinthegreatmountain.com.